G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. So you've joined us for our week th- or round 13 preview show, and in our preview show we discuss our schedule first. Um, Banksy, you want to kick us off? Can do. So heading into this round we've got four teams on the double, so mm-hmm. let's have a quick look at each of those. So first of all we've got Adelaide. Um, They're just starting a run of three doubles on the trot, so they're going to be pretty relevant in looking at your trades this week. Um, We've also got Cairns, who are also on a double, but they've got another four doubles in a row from here. So going through a really good schedule fantasy-wise there. Uh, We've also got the Illawarra Hawks, um, but they've got a single game the following week. So not as relevant. And then we've got the Sydney Kings, who also have a single the following week. But I don't think it's worth trading any of them out just yet. They've got the double this week. They've obviously got four doubles in the next five rounds. So they've got a pretty good schedule too. That's it. Um, All right. So we know a little bit about the schedule now going forward for the next few weeks. Um, So let's start with... Oh, let's go next to some Twitter questions. I'd like to thank you for your... I'd like to thank you for your giving attention. I'd like to thank you for your participation. All right, let's chat some Twitter questions for the week. I'm going to start off with one of our regulars, Mark O. Uh, first trade, Lamata Sobi, little strap for cashed, um, but thinking glids down to someone, uh, a PF probably has to be waxy, given cash constraints. Is it okay having four Cairns players, though? Newble Trimble, start, Nate Bench, and obviously waxy coming in. Now, seeing as we just spoke about our schedule, we thought we'd start off with this one. Cairns have got the next four weeks on doubles. It's pretty much the best schedule there is for those four weeks. Um, close second would be Adelaide on the three uh, doubles and then a single. So are you okay to have four Cairns players? I don't see why not. Um, there's a lot of teams out there that have Devon Hall running around as well, so there's a possibility they could have probably not five starting, you would hope, but they might have four starting like you're looking to have. I don't think that is a bad option if you think that... Um, it's the way to go. Obviously, rule of averages, you might have one player that doesn't do well for one game, but they've got doubles in each game. So um, you pretty had a good opportunity to cover all your bases with all the, the big scores. What about you guys? Do you have anything else to add to that, really? I've, I think... It's risky, I'd, but... I'd feel more confident in that after watching Cairns last round. Yes. So I think they showed enough to suggest they're going to play out the season and try and finish it on a high. And yep. Now they've finally had a, a taste of success and got a, a win on the board. I think we might actually see a bit more of that going forward. Hopefully that translates into some better fantasy scores as well. Yep. I've got no, no problem with the three imports and Waxy's looking like a pretty handy bench option uh, at Great. this stage. Yep. Um, so, yeah... And given the schedule, and you're going to have plenty of weeks to, you know, trade one out one week, one out the next if need be. Yep. No dramas whatsoever, Mark. Cool. Next question. Benny, we go to you. So this next line of questioning is about, well, I'm going to call them, I'm going to use K2N's uh, langu- language here and go with the bench, bench spuds uh, options. So mm-hmm. uh, K2N's asked, uh, which bench spuds need to go first? Bowen, Nah. Or where, and um, I guess um, uh, well, going to mix that in with another question from uh, at Kyle Bowman eighty nine. Um, so he's considering uh, basically of upgrading Bowen to Conga. Um, so and Nada Kenny and Nada Kenny to do that. So um, I guess first, um, which ones for me? 
Um, you've got Bowen, Na, and Bia. Oh, Dave, be aware. Um, <laughs> he would be my first to go, to be honest. So, um, where would be? Where would yes, be? correct. Oh, so, mine um, as well. So I agreed. Out of those, Banksy, Banksy? Banksy's sleeping. I think there's better better options for where available if yes. you're, you're looking at similar price players. Definitely. Okay, and I guess the question now. So we've got where first. I would probably then. I've already got rid of Nah. Nah and Brown. Is that a coin flip? Do you think? Do you just like schedules the same? Yeah, I, I look. That would be the first thing I looked at. Was they've got the exact same schedule, so there's no difference there between the Sydney and the Illawarra schedule. It's, it's a bit of a flip of a coin. I tend to think that maybe if Illawarra are going to be out of finals contention, that Nara will get more minutes. Yeah, which I think is going to naturally lead to more assists and hopefully some scoring because I think he's had more assists than score than points scored. I think this year, if the, the stats correct. But and the final part of the equation is which way are you going with said bench bar? Well, that's it. Are you getting Tom Wilson in? <laughs> or are you going ahead and doing as Kyle was thinking about doing um, and doing your Bowen to Conga yep. so I don't know if there's that many real good point guard upgrade options necessarily maybe some of the Carl said nah to Kenny and I'm, I'm, I don't really so, like yeah, as far as an Kenny. upgrade like though that's well that's it dollar wise that's almost sideways I think, isn't think it? that that comes into the equation is you don't have many options for now where you've got a lot more flexibility with who you can upgrade Bowen or where to. Well, it's yeah. two slots for Bowen, isn't it? Yeah. Small forward and shooting guard. Um, and actually, this week, um, in one of my iterations of my team trades this week, um, Bowen to Conga was something that I did. I've, it's not currently something I'm rolling with, but um, you know, I actually quite like it. And hmm. um, you know, it's you just got to hope that this form turns around, I guess. Yep. And I mean, for Bowen, what other similarly priced players do we have available? So you've got Conga, you've got Webster, if you can trust his shot dropping. Um, you might even look at Rashad, um, who's sort of averaging roughly 30 over his last three as well with New Zealand's schedule as of next week. Great. Yeah, great, great point on Rashad. Um, I guess the other part of this equation is, do we need to upgrade our bench spuds at all. So, in the next... My team is going to keep Adnam, Bowen, and I've got Drimich at the moment who will become perhaps Greeter. So I'm going to have... I'm going to basically... It's not quite tanking, I guess. You can't really call it tanking the spots, but I'm going to have three players on my bench at about that half a million dollar mark Mm -hmm. and the others, and I'm going to be spending my cash elsewhere. I mean, you're only getting your half points... The schedule picks up significantly where you're going to have players on your field. Um, you should be having doubles, stacks of doubles with the way the schedule is going to turn. So I would want to be spending as much on my field as possible. So that's actually what I'm looking into. And the same thing with uh, Greta. I think that he's, if Illawarra are out of it, which I think they're maybe one week, this, they've got to doubles this week. If they don't win both those, then you'd think that they're probably going to be struggling to make finals. Um, and I think once that happens, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Greta gets more minutes and you've seen if he gets more minutes, he's going to, it's going to correlate with probably better scores. So. Yeah. And will that, will that be um, the same result for Nara in that case? Well, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's why I think I'd be keeping... I'm going to keep Nara because I think I've got no reason to trade who I've got at starting at point guard. So, so rolling with Trimble at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Good schedule for the next four weeks at least. So... Unless something something happens there, I'm going to make a drastic change. Um, 
And even then, uh, depending on what I do this week, I haven't confirmed it, but I might have Sobe, so I might be able to slide Sobe into that point guard position anyway. Um, so there's a few things I'm going to do. But yeah, I think um, Gritter certainly hit a couple of shots last in the last round that looked quite nice, so I wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting minutes as well. So I'd be possibly keeping him. Yeah, may not have to get rid of those spuds at all. Anyway, Banksy. So they're the... the so for those that are actually looking at upgrading their bench spots, we've obviously ruled off the names you can uh, go with in exchange for Bowen. I guess for Ware, as we've touched on, you've got Walker available to you. More from New Zealand is a similar price as well. And even Conklin's around that 900k mark coming into a good schedule. So they're not necessarily having to put a whole heap of extra money out yep. of the kitty into these players, but they're players that are similarly priced that you could still see better output from. Yep. Um, I guess, as we said, Nas a bit of a harder spot at the point guard position, but you've got Weeks, who's now actually a bit pricier than he was. Um, I know a number of people jumped on him a couple of weeks back. You've got Kadi under a million dollars as well, and Randall's still around that million dollar mark that uh, have a far better average than what Nas running at at the moment. True. Next question. Okay, so our next question on Twitter is from John Fares or at FairsJK, and he asked us, do you trade Lamar? Um, if so, who to? And do we risk it to get the biscuit? Oh, a- I love it. A- 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 That's a Banksy, isn't it? AJ yeah. <laughs> a- Davis has to eat into his points. So first of all, obviously, what we've got to look at is Lamar obviously has two singles over the next two weeks, and I think he's priced that easy around the 1.5 million 1.5, mark yep. now. So I think that is, especially with only six weeks left, so we're no longer in that first half of the season, it is a lot of money to have sitting on your bench for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lamar's cooled off a little bit too yep. over the last couple of games from what I've seen. Yes. So, you know, depending on your team, I would personally suggest trading him because I wouldn't like to see that much money sitting on my bench especially for going down that avenue that you just mentioned, Benny, of, of trying to get as much of the, the value on your court and not having all that money sitting on the bench. So I think yep. the answer is yes, trade him. Um, I think we're, we're all in, we're all in agreement to that. Mm. We're, I think we've all got Lamar and we're all trading him. And interestingly, he's on every one of the top 20 uh, ranked teams as well. So mm. it'd be interesting what, to see what they do as well. But yep. uh, Yeah, and we've actually got another example another question. from um, Daniel, don't we, who's actually yep. doing the same sort of thing, isn't he? So. That's it, yep. So Daniel Petronas uh, has also sent us, first trade is Patterson to Wesley. Mm-hmm. like it. Um, any ideas on a second? I'm thinking maybe Froling to Waxy. And he also put, <coughs> and that C was switched straight away to Bogut. So I know, unfortunately for Daniel, he tweeted us during the week, he, uh, unfortunately with his reverse trading and so forth, Wanted to see on Bogut, and after Naturally. lockout, ended up on Patterson. Don't. So, well, unfortunate, but uh, some lost points there. So, I guess what Daniel's asking us is, uh, frolling to waxy a viable trade. So, certainly with uh, Can's schedule, absolutely. Um, I actually watched both of Waxy's games, because I had him on my team already. Um, he did score 55 over the round, and um, a lot of that time was spent in foul trouble, so... I think if it wasn't for that, especially that last game, I think he's finished on 14 fantasy points in the first quarter, then he was in foul trouble for the second and the third, and he still managed a decent score. So for Wax, he can actually manage to stay out of foul trouble. As we've said, he's um, now starting for Cairns, so he's got him in the, got himself in the starting lineup, and he's still building towards getting higher minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. Yep, uh, and I guess that rolls straight into our joint team trades for the week. So there's been a bit of toing and froing so far, but we think um, we're definitely trading out Patterson, as we've just mentioned there. We can't have him sitting on the bench for two week two two weeks of singles. Um, most probably, 
looking at Sobi. <laughs> I think Sobi at the moment because we've got uh, Patterson sitting at that SG position. Um, so I think that's the most likely trade for us at present, and he's in form. Sobi's what last three and last five averaging over fifty. So I think that'll hopefully continue on. And the other one is the Katronis trade. Is the Katronis trade, correct. The Froling to Waxy, um, taking the opportunity to, we think, the more guarantee of Waxy getting minutes, which usually you know, leads into scores for them. So Beautiful. Um, I guess on the, the Waxy situation as well, um, I've got Wiley at the moment in a couple of weeks' time. <clears throat> uh, I'm thinking that Wiley will become Waxy for me. So for anyone out there as well that's... Um, I guess considering him, I think we are all sort of vouching for him. Mm-hmm. And Banksy said he's already on the team. I think so. I do have him already. Yeah. Yep. So um, for the top blokes team, the trades this week, um, as I mentioned, I was thinking of doing. So, so the first trade is uh, Patterson to Newble for me at the shooting guard spot. Now this meant I could have done the Bowen to Conga move that was mentioned earlier, but I've actually gone with Randall to Sobi at my point guard spot. So. Um, yeah, it's, I guess, uh, having had Sobey for a triple-double early in the year, I, you know. Had to go back to him. Yeah, had to go back to him. <laughs> so, and when you look at the averages, I was actually looking at the, the ownership. Yeah. So I'm like, I've got Randall, right? Which point guard do I want for the rest of the year? Um, Randall's about 33% owned, Trimble's about 33% owned, and Sobey's about 30, 33% owned. So... You're not getting any advantage from a point of difference there, but the way I think I'm going to go is um, Sobi, and then he'll probably become Casper later on. So that's my. I'm not sure of my times. trades yet. I know I'm getting rid of Lamar and probably getting rid of Hodgson at this stage. Um, so uh, it depends on what I can make out of that. Um, I can free up a spot at PF or center for Hodgson, and I can free up um, SG or SF for Patterson as well. So I am playing around with it at present. Most likely I'll be going to Sobe as well for Patterson. And I'm doing the exact same thing as you, Bordy. So I've got the two Brisbane boys, Patterson and Hodgson. So they'll make their way out of my team. I haven't settled on exactly who I'll bring in, but Sobe's certainly an option. Um, Otherwise, it'll be, uh, if I want to go a bit early, go maybe a Hodgson to Wesley with New Zealand's schedule next week. How are we all looking for doubles this week? I know me personally, uh, the only two that I won't have in a double will be Long and Wesley on my bench. How are you guys looking? Um, Long on my bench, most likely. Okay, stacked. Nice. Yeah, I should have doubles all on the court. I guess uh, something that I'll probably have to weigh up is whether to actually play Long on the single or have, say, Waxy on the court on a double. Mm, tough one. It will be tough. Um, yeah, I was thinking, I was contemplating that exact same thing actually earlier today, Banksy. So that is a tough one. Yeah, my scenario is in that I've got Wiley, as I mentioned. So um, after that one point, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty confident in having Wiley play uh, power forward over long, but yeah. I, maybe not now. Maybe not I think so just much. on that weighing up, whether you do play long on the single, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to have a similar situation this week. He's obviously playing against Sydney, up against Bogut. Um, which instantly, at first thought, turned me off a little bit. But actually looking at his numbers, he's played the Kings three times this year already, and he scored 61, 52, and a 34. So his numbers certainly aren't terrible against Bogut. Very good. 
All right. Speaking of Bogut, is that a good segue? Yeah, it's a good segue. I like it. And now, obviously, we've got time for our best intro music out of all the segments. So uh, stay tuned for about 15 seconds. And now it's time for Banksy's Captains. It's not Bernie or Body, so please don't at them. It's Banksy's choice, so he's in trouble. If his number one choice doesn't double, double. All right. Captain choices for the week. I think we already know what's happening. What? 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 Are you, what are you, put he's, us out of our misery. He's almost made it a little boring, hasn't he? Some may say that, but uh, his overall dominance. Do we even is, need a top five? And well, I thought we were only having top one, aren't we? For that matter, do we even need a top three? Well, top one. Okay, so Long and Wesley obviously have singles this week. We'll I think the out. only reason you wouldn't have Bogut as captain is if you had some sort of inside word that they're going to rest him. Um, you saying so, there's inside word that they're going to rest him? Oh, I'm not saying that at all. But um, we have to do that if we're getting close to prizes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what we'll do just instead, I'm just going to list a couple of worthy mentions this week. And then if you're not already convinced, I'll throw some numbers at you as to why Bogut should absolutely be your captain yet again. Stay Hit us ready. up with some knowledge. All right. So I just, I'll reel off a few that are, are fantasy relevant mm-hmm. um, and are on a double this week. So... Newbull. So Cairns play Perth away. Newbull has some terrible numbers against them. 15, 43, and 18. Everyone does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perth just, yeah, they kill fantasy. They do. Um, now, they've also got Melbourne United at home. Newbull went 36 and 35 in the two games that he has played early this season. So, mm-hmm. not fantastic numbers for Newbull and his opponents this week. Um, the other one I want to look at was Daniel Johnson. Plays the Hawks away, first of all. Um, he's played them three times this uh, season already for 26, 35, and 63. Um, he then plays Brisbane at home, which he's also played them three times for 38, 53 and 55. So some real solid numbers there um, based on his history. Trimble um, plays Perth away. Uh, Really indifferent numbers here. 60, 13 and 27. I think that 60 was round one, wasn't it? And that 13 was over in Perth. Mm. So yuck. Mm. That's not looking great for Trimble owners this week. Um, Does follow it up with United at home. Played them twice already for 67 and 31. So I think with Trimble and Newbill, it's a bit hard to, to say what we're going to get this week. Yep. Soby is the other one I looked at. So plays the Hawks away, has played them three times for 46, 34, and 28. Nothing outstanding there. Um, has Brisbane at home, played them three times for a 62, 39, and 24. So the reason I want to go through those noteworthy fantasy players that are on the double this week is, as you can see, there's nothing outstanding there that even warrants comparing to Bogut this week. Mm. Okay, so Bogut has two home games against New Zealand and Illawarra, so I'm not too sure if he's actually had two home games on the double as of yet. Obviously, last time he had the double, they were both away games. So let's have a look at the numbers that he's put up against these two teams. So first of all... um, 80, 71, and 77 is what he's put up in the three games against the Hawks already. And that highest score of 80 was the uh, the home standalone home game. So that's looking good for him already. And then if we look at the numbers against New Zealand that he's already put up there, um, 
59, 90, and 79. <laughs> and again, that, that one huge score of 90 was his one home game so far against New Zealand. So in Loves those, playing at home. Loves playing in Sydney. That's it. So in those two home games against his opponents uh, that he's got this week, you'd definitely take a 90 um, and an 80, which would give you 170. <laughs> Double that. 340 as captain. So. How frustrating is it when he gets six or eight points in the first half? You know he's going to get his rebounds. Seriously. I mean, this guy is scoring just astronomical numbers, but the amount of times he hasn't got to ten points. Yep. Yeah. So close. Yeah. It, and it's, mean, it it's annoying. Anything. Like, it's a, the prime example of it is when they played Cairns last night, and you had, like, there was a bunch of times where Cairns get the ball into Joe in the in in the key. That's just right. Just get to, to get it down low to Joe White, and most of the time he was actually scoring on Bogut, even, you know? Bogut should be doing the other thing. Bogut's yeah. a better passer And Joe well. had like seven assists or whatever as well for the game, because they were doing that every time. They were double-teaming him and going off. Uh, Bogut would be exactly the same. If he doesn't score because he's going to get double-teamed, he'll get an assist. And why is it only in the first quarter? It's a common trend with Bogut. In the first quarter, he gets his points. He'll get his six or eight points. Second it's, half, they don't I seem to run through. And that's where, as a fantasy owner, you're always... Watching that last half, saying, "Is he going to get that?" I think it's. A, I think it's very much so a question mark still on Gaze's coaching. There's little things like that that make you go question, yeah. like what what's going on that what's going on there. Yeah. And I know there were some comments on on Bogut pretty much taking the timeouts in the in the second half of the game yeah, last that night. That was interesting. <laughs> um, I think that might have been. Now we found out afterwards. I, I missed it, but um, apparently there was a timeout in the first half where Gaze was on camera and, and clearly swore he actually apologised in the post-game conference, press conference so I wonder if he was maybe Gaze was a little bit sheepish every time the cameras were around and that's why Bogut was well, but you would hope that he wasn't um, as in you hope Gaze wasn't sheepish because of that but um, yeah I don't know and funnily enough what I I see there as well is when they run the offence through Bogut early in the game Sydney often build a lead yep. they're often up by a considerable margin in the first, if not at half time. And there's a coincidence that they don't run the offense through Bogut as much in the second half. And they always seem to let teams creep back into the game yep. very late in the game, usually that fourth quarter. Um, Agreed. I think that would tell me something as a coach. Yep, but uh, we're not coaching, so we can't do anything better. Um, so I guess that pretty much wraps us up for the week so um good luck to all the coaches out there it's getting to crunch time where you need to be climbing up that rankings ladder if you want to have any chance obviously liam santa maria isn't eligible for prizes as we let you know exclusively a couple of weeks ago um after i had a chat to him at one of the games so he's a he's an employee of the nbl technically as a commentator so um he cannot win which is a good thing because no one's going to catch him well that's right he's what over 200 200 points in front i know he's about he's just under 400 in front of me so are we going to rename the sean redditch cup we are this year it has to be we'll be the liam but we're going to name it uh, i don't know if anyone noticed i did quickly tweet that he changed his name on uh, in the fantasy game um, over the weekend, so I can't remember what it was. Leonardo, Leonardo, something or other, something. I couldn't, I could, I forgot. What it was. It? No, it was something anyway. But um, so we might name it that. I'd, I'd say give it yeah. a bit of a moniker. So very good. All right, and that's it for the week. Good luck to the coaches out there, and we'll uh, be back next week with a similar setup, the the review and then the preview podcast. So have a good week. Cheers.